The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. The matchmaking crowns return to our heads following a UFC Vegas 60 fight card that, I don't know, I've been thinking about how to describe this card as simple as possible, and this might sound weird to those who didn't watch, but it, it seems oddly accurate to those who did from beginning to end. This is a fight card that was both memorable and forgettable all at the same time. But a big, much-needed win in the main event for one Corey Sandhagen. It was a night of crazy cuts and gashes, and there is nobody, and I mean nobody, who enjoys the gore of MMA more than the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the Prince of Positivity, and my best friend. Isn't that right, Alexander K. Lee? My best friend, uh, I was on... Canelo Triple G three duty on Saturday night. So I will tell the listeners now uh, I have not watched anything outside of, you know, whatever highlights from, of course, MMAfighting.com, the great coverage uh, from from our site. Uh, but yes, when I checked Twitter for like two seconds uh, on either of the last two fights, my feed was filled with screenshots and comments about the cuts in both the main and co-main event. I was not happy about it. I think the, I think the only tweet I made regarding UFC Vegas 60 was, please stop putting cuts in my in my Twitter feed, you creeps. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. So, again, apologies in advance to all the listeners. I don't have a great insight into a lot of the fights that happened on Saturday. And uh, knowing, knowing what I know about the San Hagen song fight and the uh, Rodriguez uh, and Jaquani fight, I probably never will. I probably will never watch those fights, so uh, we'll have to, I'll have to figure out a way to catch up uh, and still preserve my lunch. 
Well, let's get into it because you didn't feel as strongly about this, but I felt like Corey Sanhagen absolutely 1,000% had to win on Saturday, and he did. He beat Song Yidong via Dr. Stoppage. Song had the aforementioned nasty, nasty gash above his left eye. The doctor gave him a chance to keep going heading into the fourth round, but after that, he the doctor just couldn't let him continue, and I think it was the right call. And what was interesting about this whole thing, AK, because I know you didn't watch it, had Song gone out in the fifth, if he had gutted it out somehow and won that final round, he wins the fight. He would have won a split decision, but all in all, like I said, it's the right call to actually stop the fight. That cut was nasty. There's no need to have him go back out there, risk getting more damage, especially at 24, about to turn 25. He's got a long career ahead of him. So I thought Corey looked great, and he's got a ton of options right now. But if you have the Magic Pencil AK, which option will it be? Yeah, I saw the scorecard, and it was a 38-38 on two cards, right? Yep. It, it was all it was all tied up, and the other one would have been 39-37 Sanhagen, right? So he would have won 40. Okay. Yeah, so you're right. Split would have been a split for, for Song. Yeah, uh, and great for Song. Listen, a lot of people want to see him step up. From what I'm reading and and hearing, he gave he gave San Diego everything he could get. It, this is kind of how I thought the fight could play out. Like I thought it would be really competitive. I just think, and I thought, uh, uh, well, I thought San Diego would have a little more of a convincing win. So again, I probably will have to rewatch. Uh, I'll actually have to watch the fight at some point. But um, but good for Song. Good for Song. I think getting a lot of positive, positive press. Um, my uh, my my Chinese boys, uh, uh Mike, have having some rough like outcomes the last couple of weeks him and Li Jingliang but getting a lot of like you know in a way getting a lot of love from from the fans so that's that's kind of a good sign um uh, it's almost like the old pro wrestling adage of uh you know what one guy goes over the other guy gets over so you know Corey Sanhagen and, and Dan Rodriguez got the W's but uh Li Jingliang Song Yidong I think you know give a lot of positive attention and, and people are interested even more interested I say in their fights going forward so for Mr. Sanhagen the official winner yeah, a horrific cut. I feel like we'll both agree there's really only two options to discuss here. Um, and they both came up like immediately after the fight. I think Sanhagen mentioned both their names. But I am leaning towards Marab Devalishvili. So, uh, listen, it's nothing but tough fights for Sanhagen. You know, he doesn't get to beat Song. And then, and then immediately, one, he's not going to get a title fight next. Two, there's just no easy. If anyone's like, oh, he should get another sort of easier fight. There's no easy fights at this stage for him. And I think Marab... Unfortunately, until uh, until Aljamain Sterling, his very, very, very good friend, loses the title uh, or some something else happens, weird happens with the Bantamweight title picture, he's kind of kind of have to play the bodyguard role, and uh, that means you know it might mean uh, 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 holding off guys like Sanhagen. And the good thing is, you know, we've seen Sanhagen Aljo fight already, so it's you know I'd like to see that rematch sometime. But it's not as if oh no, what if he never got to fight Aljo? He at least had his crack at him in a non-title fight. Um, so, yeah, if he has to go through Marab again to get that rematch, I think that's the way we got to go. Again, just great, fun fight, and it um, uh, would be another huge win for Marab coming off of, um, you know, that win against Aldo, which a lot of people were not a fan of. I thought the scoring was mostly fine, but, you know, Marab could use another big win too. So, there you go. You line him up with Corey. Yeah, this is this is a timing thing, honestly, and this truly depends on, at least to me, what happens at UFC 280 because – We've talked about this a lot. If Sean O'Malley beats Piotr Jan, he's fighting for the title. And then you could do Marlon Vera versus Corey Sanhagen. That would be how I would book it if Sean O'Malley wins. But if that doesn't happen, 
I truly believe that Marlon Vera is getting the next title shot against the winner of Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw. So at least for now, I'm taking Marlon out of the equation. Of course, Henry Cejudo, very active on social media. He can say he has his eyes on Sanhagen all he wants, but he only does so from a television watching perspective because he's not fighting anybody. So process of elimination. Cue the music. Friends forever. It is Marab Dewalish Willie. That is the fight. And it's great for both guys. Sanhagen needs to do more. Marab needs to do more to move up that ladder. You mentioned everything about his buddy, his pal, his best friend, if you will, Aljamain Sterling, the champ. So, yeah, I think that's the way to go. Uh, so one for one on the friends yeah, forever. We, we really had a 50-50 shot there, and we almost I feel like we almost missed it. So <laughs> good sign. We, we made it happen. But speaking of AK's favorite topic, nasty gashes and cuts, Gregory Rodriguez, a man you have been very, very high on for a while now. He had one of those gashes after eating one of the cleanest knees that you will ever see and ever hear from Chidi and Jokowani, but Robocop, Living up to the nickname, he bounces back, he weathers the storm, he probably had one last round to do something before this fight could have been stopped, and he goes out there and makes the most of that time, finishes Cheaty in the second round, and the man continues to impress. This one was a little tougher for me because you can go so many different ways. Like You can go with a guy who's like number 30 in your personal rankings up to a guy in the bottom third of your top 15 in your personal rankings. And I would not dislike either of those options. So I'm going to sort of go right in the middle here and go Joaquin Buckley, AK. What say you? Yeah, super fun fight. Uh, another chance for Rodriguez to supposedly use supposedly use this jujitsu mastery, which I've never seen him use in, a, in any of his recent fights. Uh, if you go to his like, you know, if you just look at his record, he has a bunch of early submissions. But man, he has fallen in love was standing up and just banging with people. And you can see why. I mean, his fights in the UFC have been, <clears throat> and his, his last couple of fights with uh, LFA, wildly entertaining. Um, so good for him. The name RoboCop could not be better. I mean, the guy's a machine. Uh, he also looks like he was born in 1987 when RoboCop came out, not 1992, <laughs> allegedly. As his... <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't like to accuse fighters of, you know, fudging their ages, but he looks like he was born in 1987. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so yeah, RoboCop, uh, I, I didn't have as hard of a time. Like I said, I kind of just, I think with a, you'll see with a few of these, I kind of just went to the rankings and I just picked a name within five, six spots of them. So I wanted to fight slightly up. Uh, people may disagree. This isn't up. I don't know how high people are going to put Rodriguez in their personal rankings after beating a very solid fighter in Chidi and Jukawani and now four and one in the UFC, I think. But uh, I went born. Let's see him uh, possibly fight for the middleweightest middleweight title uh, as Christoph Jocko fights Brendan Allen October 1st. So that fight's just around the corner. Maybe the winner of that one, we throw him in there with uh, with Gregory Rodriguez. Yeah, I, don't, I, I like that one as well. Let's move to Andre Feely. It was a great win for a man with a tremendous nickname, Mr. Touchy. An emotional win at that over a very game, Bill Algio and... We had a lot of questions about Andre Feely. Can he still hang with these really tough and talented youngsters? And he showed that he could. And I'm just going to get this out of the way. I honestly like a fight between Feely and Damon Jackson next day. Oh, yeah. Two dudes sure. who uh, who both had great wins, very emotional wins, both with a ton on their minds outside of fighting. And 
I think rankings wise, it makes a lot of sense right now. I want to see Damon Jackson take on, and I don't love using the word gatekeeper, but I feel like Andre Feely is like the featherweight gate, gatekeeper. Like if you beat Andre Feely, you are a very solid, solid fighter and you're probably going to be a top 15 dude. So yeah, I think that's the fight to happen. That's what I'm going with. What do you think? Yeah, and, and that's exactly the uh, the role he played on Saturday, I feel like. I think Andre, I think Philly was in really bad need of a win, um, but he is such a solid veteran guy. This was his 19th or 20th UFC appearance, so he's fought them all. Um, and I think Algio, for me, I thought this was really a big step-up opportunity for him. Um, you know, just felt, felt just short, split nod. Uh, probably could have been unanimous, but... Uh, so yeah, good for Andre Feely. He, if he is a gatekeeper, he 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 kept the gate, kept the gate on Saturday. That's that's what those, these things do. Uh, most importantly, he's going to keep the che- the UFC checks coming in. Um, and you mentioned like matching him up with you know someone else who fought on the car, and I'm like, that's I think you can do that with a lot of these matchups. I'm sure we'll get to that later with some of the listener picks. But yeah, we had some lightweights that you could just match up the winners. We had some middleweights you could just match up the winners. So that yeah, that, I I think this is one of those fight nights where I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these names we saw on Saturday end up just getting matched against each other. I'm going with, uh, I feel like these two, I don't know if they've been matched up before and it just fell through. I'm going with hashtag uh, touchy J. Hashtag Ooh. touchy J. I think maybe we throw him in there with Arosa. Um, I wasn't even thinking about Philly's nickname at first. Then you mentioned, of course, he has a great nickname in touchy uh, with one of the worst nicknames in Juicy J. So it's kind of growing on me. So hashtag touchy J. Let's see uh, two guys, two really good veterans. Again, I'm not worried about rankings. I'm not worried about oh, does this guy move either guy to a title shot? Just just a fun fight. And again, keep those keep keep those checks coming in, fellas. Yep, I like that one. That's a good one. Heading into Saturday, Joe Pfeiffer had one thought on his mind heading into his bout with Alan Amadovsky. Just be Joe Pfeiffer, and that's exactly what he did. He treated Amadovsky accordingly. This was exactly the way everybody expected this fight to go. It's exactly the way Dana White expected the fight to go. The UFC matchmakers, the brass, this was set up to put Joe Pfeiffer over. We don't see a lot of squash matches in the UFC, but this was set up to be a squash match. And that's exactly what it was. Joe Pfeiffer is his first UFC win AK and he's got a lot of buzz and a lot of promotional push behind him. What do you think they will do now with Mr. Pfeiffer? Yeah, I think he's the real deal. Um, and the B. Joe Piper thing is such a great gimmick that he can ride for a lot. Man, Dana did him a favor with that one. That was, uh, you know, we criticized Dana's promotional abilities, and he, this was probably just kind of by accident. That was a good one. I mean, that's right up there with, you know, do you want to be an effing fighter and all that. So uh, I'm a believer that Joe's the real deal. Uh, I do want to slow roll. People know me, unless you kind of have maybe been a champion in another promotion or you've been around just for a long time and a kind of a, a long overdue UFC signing. I'm going to slow roll you a bit. So while I think he could be in the top, I mean, people might already have him in their top 40, top 30. I don't know. Um, when you beat arguably one of the worst uh, of fighters with one of the worst records in the UFC, uh, worst ever. I, I don't want to turn this into an Alan Amadovsky slam fest because he did his job. He showed up. Like you said, they they paid him to do a job. They paid him to do a job. But Alan Amadovsky is 0-4 now with three uh, losses by finish and the other loss just completely dominated. Um, he has not looked good in the UFC. Uh, he, this should be his last fight, so best of wishes to Amadovsky going forward. But um, when you beat that, that does not throw you up my rankings too far. So I want to see him, uh, Piper, still have to fight his way up. And I'm going with Dennis Tolulin. Dennis Tolulin, recently victorious at a UFC Paris. I get it. Not a sexy name. Not someone super high up the rankings. But let's give, you know, if Piper is the real deal, which I think he is, let's give him another quote-unquote showcase fight. Maybe he runs through Tolulin. Then we're talking about, uh, you know, someone in the top 30. 
Yeah, and look, however you match made for him, it, it no matter what you do, it is a step up in competition. Because mm-hmm. with all due respect, any guy in this division is a step up from Ivanovsky. And I'm not saying that to be a butthead. No. This was designed to have Joe Pfeiffer destroy this man, and that's exactly what happened. And Ivanovsky is a fun enough fighter that it's at least somewhat compelling for a few moments that maybe things could happen. So I'm actually going probably, I don't know, it depends on how you look at this, probably less of a step up, but just from what I have put out into the ether over the last month, maybe the scariest matchup that this guy could get. So I'm going to go out there and maybe maybe I'm cursing Mr. Joe Pfeiffer because this man is a killer. I told you he was a killer. None of you believed me. And then he went out there and killed a man. The correct answer is Joe Pfeiffer versus the scariest dude in this division. The surging, up-and-coming Roman Kopilov. Let's go. One of, one of these guys, one of these surges has to end. And it's going to end when these two men walk into the octagon next, AK. I knew it. I knew I knew it. I knew it and I almost picked it. I could have we could have manufactured a <laughs> friends forever moment. However, I actually like I think like I you I, I feel like you like Kopilov so much. I didn't want to put him in there with Piper. I think Piper like will 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 smash him. Um and I'm like I can't do this to Mike, to Mike's new favorite fighter, the, the Mike's new the patron saint of of MMA, uh, Roman Kopilov. So, yeah, I love the matchup. It was probably actually my first choice and then I kind of dialed back and and went with Tululin, but um, they're right around the same rank. All these guys are in the sort of again lower part of the rankings right now. Um, and yeah, with the wind, with the wind could rise up. So, yeah, I don't know. You're right. Let's see if uh, the Kapalov hot streak can continue. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I got to be honest, AK, and I know you didn't watch the fight, but I'll save you the time. I did not love Rodrigo Nascimento's performance. I mean, he won, but like, I, I don't think he went out to win. I just think he went out and didn't lose. And the best thing Rodrigo did last night was 
the post-fight interview where he didn't call for a bonus. He didn't call for anything else. He called for, a, just give me a ticket to Triple G versus Canelo. It's right down the road. Just just, just give me a ticket. I don't need your bonus. Just give me a ticket. Uh, which I thought was very cool. But he goes out and he beats a very svelte Tanner Bozer. But this is a performance and a win in a fight that we will not remember at all after today. Because we're probably never going to talk about it again. So, look. The scariest guy in the heavyweight division has had two opponents fall out on him. Paca Porta? I mean, I, I think we just go there. Like, he needs... Paca needs to fight somebody before the year is out. It doesn't look like he's fighting at UFC 280. So, let's just get Nascimento and Paca Porta in there before the end of the year. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's where I'm willing to go. I I, I don't love a lot of these options for Nascimento because I didn't think it was that great of a performance. Uh, and I, uh, if you scored it for Tanner Bozer, I actually wouldn't be all that mad at you. I, the scores were all over the place. Someone scored a 30-27 for Nascimento, and someone mm-hmm. scored a 29-28 for Bozer. And I am more on the 29-28 Bozer side than I am on the 30-27 Nascimento side. I scored a 29-28 for Nascimento, but I don't care. It's a fight we'll never talk about again. But now you got to fight Paca Porta. It's a tough draw, my man, but that's where we're going. Yeah, I didn't, again, I didn't really get a chance to watch this fight closely. Is it fair to say the 32-pound weight difference mattered? Did it, did it affect maybe? Yeah, a, a role? little bit, but like Nascimento would get the fight to the ground, but he just, he just laid on him. He yeah, didn't do nothing. anything. Um, but, I mean, I feel like that's going to be a problem for Bozer if he's going to keep slimming down. Because like, hey, he, looks, he looks great, and, and you know, listen, I'm, I'm, of the, I'm one of the people that's saying Jailson Almeida can win uh, the heavyweight title as an undersized heavyweight. But I, I, I think skill-wise, him and, him and Bozer are uh, sort of in different leagues right now, as, which is, I think, Almeida again, has a skill set that's just a little more conducive to making a run to the top. Um, so Bozer's a good fighter, but I, I, I do think there has to be some light heavyweight talk. Um, he might just not have the frame for it. I understand. He might be happy just being sort of, you know, 229, 230 pound heavyweight, and that's fine. Um, but I wonder if the weight is going to make a difference. We went in very different directions with this pick, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is uh, not a Friends Forever pick. I went, I mean, this is going to seem like a reward because I am, like, giving him a, a ranked opponent. I'm giving oh, Rodrigo wow. Nesmith a ranked opponent. But... It is almost like a punishment. It is almost like a <clears throat> his win wasn't that impressive, but if he's uh, what is he now? He's three and one in the UFC, I think. Um, he is where? Where is he? Two and one. Two and one. And there was a one no contest. Okay, fine. But either way, two and one, and he had a, a win that was he he lost uh, to uh, failed drug tests. Alexander Romanov. Oh man, Alexander Romanov. This could also be, again, for people who want to see Romanov get back on track. And I'm not saying that is an easy win by any means. But I like the stylistic matchup. I like it for Romanov. And, again, after kind of just an a unfortunate performance against uh, Martin Tabura up in the, the high altitude of, uh, of Utah, um, let's see Romanov. Uh, maybe this is a, a apex fight. I don't know. But let's see him get back in there. And I want to see if he if he can run through Nascimento. He should. I feel like he should. It's just just how good. He, not because Nascimento's bad. Just how good Romanov is. Um, listen, and he he didn't get past a veteran test in Tabura. That's fine. A lot of fighters haven't. He should beat this guy. I kind of want to see this one get made. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Ak. What a performance kick off the main card by Anthony Fluffy Hernandez. This is an outstanding performance. Relentless pressure. Third round, just when you thought things couldn't get any worse for poor Mark andre Barrio. 
He gets spiked on his damn head and then gets choked for a nasty finish. This was actually the easiest pick for me. I don't know why. Like, I had it figured out immediately. But I'm curious to see where you went with Mr. Hernandez. Uh, again, I, I wish I'd had a chance to actually see this fight. Um, but it kind of went how I, 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 I assuming this was a lot of grappling for Hernandez until he got the finish in the, in the third round. And we didn't, we haven't gotten to, he didn't go like crazy and start standing up and banging with, uh, Barrio, right? No, he just, okay. it was like a Covington-esque kind of showing yeah. where just over and over again, takedowns, beat him up, takedowns, beat him up. Yeah, that's kind of how my prediction went. Because uh, Badio, strong guy, good fighter, good athlete, but just not the best takedown defense. He's he's shown some ability to get up off the ground, but against like an elite, elite grappler, I'm like, that's you know, you can kind of figure out how this fight's gonna go. So yeah, Anthony Hernandez has been super impressive. Um, so I went with <sighs> we we've kind of thrown we throw this guy's name out all the time. I've been uh, and listeners do too. I've been pretty, uh, you know, I, and I and like a lot of the matchups, people will come up with his name I'm about to mention, but I've been pretty like hesitant to throw it out, but I think this might be the right time. Maybe we get him in there with uh Gerald Mearshart. Maybe we give him GM three. Um, you know, we always say Gerald will fight anybody. Anthony Hernandez, definitely one of the most dangerous names coming up at 185. I could see higher ranked guys kind of strategically, you know, not angling for a fight with Anthony Hernandez, but you throw that one Gerald Mearshart's way. He's going to sign on. He doesn't care. Plus they're both amazing grapplers. He would love to prove he's got the better jits. Uh, against Anthony Hernandez. I'm sure Hernandez would be favored going to that one. Not like a huge favorite, but like at least like minus 150, something like that, when the fight got announced. And that would only fire uh, fire, fire uh, shirt up more. So, yeah, let's 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 do that. Let's have the sort of just guys just outside the top 15 kind of keep mixing it up until one of those uh, top 15 opportunities shakes loose. I like that fight a lot. I thought about that, but it was like the silver medalist because the gold medalist was just so far ahead, in my opinion. And... The one thing I enjoy about a guy like Anthony Hernandez is that he enjoys a good scrap. He enjoys getting in there and just getting into the thick of it. He enjoys, he's a man who enjoys action. And who better to give him that action than the action man himself? Let's give him Chris Curtis. Let's give him Chris Curtis because Chris's takedown defense is outstanding. Both those guys beat Hidalfo Vieira in very memorable wins. Curtis is coming off the loss, but Fluffy's coming off a great performance. I'm in. Let's go. Let's do Fluffy versus the action man. I'm in. Yeah, I don't know why I was so resistant to that. Like him or, I mean, Gregory Rodriguez, that was also an option there. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm still hung up on Curtis possibly dropping back down to 170. I think that's sort of what I suggested last time, but I haven't heard anything about that. Again, Chris Curtis has looked pretty outside of that one lo- that loss to Hermanson, who's a top 12 guy, I think, on almost any list. Uh, he's looks really good at 185, and I'm sure he loves not cutting weight. So, yeah, a lot of good middleweight options there. Um, and I think Hernandez would be – he'd be a huge test for Hernandez because Chris Curtis, again, we just we always say he's a guy who just does not get dominated on the ground. For a guy who's known strictly as a stand-up fighter, has not had, like, crazy issues except with, like, the most elite of grapplers. And, like, Anthony Hernandez might be up there, and I guess that's how we'd find out. Love the Love that fight, and it would be a lot of fun. So let's go to the wild card round. We will select one fighter we have not match made for, and we will match make for them now. So it could be a, someone from the main card. could be Song Yidong from the main event. It could be somebody from the prelims. But the world is your oyster, AK. Who is your UFC Vegas 60 wildcard selection? Uh, I'm a believer in this contender series, man. You know, we, we slag a lot of – we slag sort of the recent iterations of the contender series – 
um, you know, less for being kind of the amazing, cool fight night prospect producing um, shows that they were when the concept first started. Now they seem like a bit of a, a bit of a talent mill. I think it's fair to say a bit of a contract mill. Uh, so again, respect to everyone who gets contract, uh, you know, gets contracts on the contender series. But um, I mean, if you just even looked at this card on Saturday, I think someone said like almost half the fighters or 13, a large, 13, 13 fighters. So just so uh, more than half, more than half the fighters, I think, right? It's 24 fights. Um, more than half the fighters were from contender series. And that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. All talented people. But also we know that they're on cheaper contracts. Anyway, so that's a whole other thing. But I'm going to definitely believe on this guy who was uh, the second fight in the car, Javid Basharat. I think they really have something here with him at, at Bantamweight. I mean, this guy's good. So 2-0 now in the UFC. I'm not, again, I, I always like to see three fights, but I mean, what we know of this guy from the Contender Series, from his fights in the UFC so far, beating a guy like Tony Gravely. Gravely is super tough. To win a convincing decision against him is not easy. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of Javid. Um, I'm going to give another veteran. Let's go Kyung Ho Kang. Let's go, let's go up there. Yeah, Kyung, really good guy. Again, probably getting a little bit up there in age. He's a, he's a solid test. Um, I think Bashrat would beat him. I think Bashrat would be pretty, at least two to one favorite. But um, hey, Kang, like I said, Kang's been in there with with some really good guys, and uh, and I want to see if uh, if Basharat is on that level. So let's keep pushing this this guy the right way. Let's give him more veterans. Um, no no need to put him up against people uh, with similar uh, UFC experience. He can fight guys who have like eight, nine, ten appearances in the UFC. Love that pick. Uh, I also went with Javid Basharat. I thought we were gonna have a friends forever moment here. Wow! But we did not. And the reason I went Basharat is because. AK, we talk about doo-doo picks. We talk about doo-doo picks from our wonderful listeners, and they accept the occasional doo-doo pickery that we throw upon them. And what really kind of frustrates me from the throne that we sit on is when we see media members throw doo-doo picks. And we saw, I saw a ton of doo-doo when it came to poor Javid Basharat. Thank God Javid doesn't care what the media matchmakers suggest because there are some awful ones. I saw one suggest Randy Costa, who is fighting like two weeks from now and is, I mean, to go, I, trust me when I tell you this, I am a Randy Costa mark. He is one of the nicest guys in the sport. He's one of the most fun fighters in the sport. But he's also lost two in a row, and he's fighting uh, Guido Canetti. To go from Guido Canetti to Javid Basharat, or to go from, for Basharat's sake, to go from Tony Gravely to Randy Costa just makes absolutely no sense. Absolutely no sense. So that is kind of a, that, that was probably the doo doo ish of all the doo doo media picks. I'm ready to see what this guy can do. And just like other Bantamweights before him, you go in. You go to war with this guy, and if you beat him, then we know that you are the real deal. We know that you are destined for great things. We know that the UFC can absolutely get behind you and push you to the moon, and the fans will jump on board. So the correct answer is Javid Basharat versus Davy Grant. Get those two men in there. Davy's going to try to knock his head off. Basharat's going to try to style on him. I'm in. That's what we do. I'm ready to give him a little bit more of a step up. Gravely's good, man. I saw people saying that people, everyone's disrespecting Tony Gravely. Just not true. That's not true. Everyone thought Tony Gravely was 
a perfect matchup for Javid, but people are just so high on this guy. Basharat is just so complete as a fighter, and he's only going to get better. So this is great matchmaking. Tony had a pretty solid first round. A lot of people thought he won that first round. I think two of the judges thought he won that first round. I didn't, but it was very close. Javid's just that good, and I'm ready to see what he can do against an absolute, just a, just, just a man full of chaos like Davy Grant. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, look, that's that's a sick fight. Uh, oh, one more thing about Gravely is it's it's just like bantamweight is so strong. Like it, it's if there's any disrespect, it's just because of how deep it is. Like he's so four and three in the UFC, 23 and eight as a pro uh, it, it, with his skill set and his like quality of competition. He'd be like top a top like 25 guy in like a weaker division. But a bantamweight, there's just so many good guys with with great experience outside the UFC who showed up who also show up when they come to the UFC. So for, he's like outside the top 40 at 135 pounds, which is crazy because again, Tony Grappley is 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 just a super talented and really really experienced uh, tough guy. Mike, this is how close we were to having a friends forever moment. I have Davy Grant at 34 in my personal rankings, Kyung Ho Kang at 35. Ooh. So we were that close. We were because I it was it was right there. It was right there. If Kyung Ho Kang just happened to be booked over the last 24 hours, we would have had, I mean, we, we would yep, have. I would have just gone up one spot to David Grant instead. Yeah. Ooh, a wild card, friends forever. That, <laughs> that would be a moment. So Someday. we will get to the listener picks in a moment. But do we have any check the tapes, any extracurriculars, AK? Uh, yeah, let me, first of all, you know, now is as good a time as any, I think. Uh, Marcus McGahee labeled this the uh, main event edition of on to the next one so i will take a moment because i should i should i should have done this at the beginning of the show and uh if i wait to the end i'll probably forget obviously elias theodoro passed uh last weekend uh i didn't really have a chance to speak on it uh, i was i was saving it for on to the next one so um i didn't know i i didn't know elias that well i certainly had a chance to interview him as many in the media did um we did hung out at a shoot once for this really fun video we did with um uh tim bissell and uh, our friend uh, Max, Max Atwood. Sorry, Max, if I uh, messed up your last name, but uh, we did like a fun video of having Elias watch some like weird freak show fights, almost like a live Misfits uh, before Misfits was a thing. So like, you know, I got to hang out with them. Super nice guy, and you know, really tragic passing. Thirty-four years old. Obviously, a big part of the Canadian MMA scene. So that part definitely strikes close to home. I think you saw a lot of a lot of the media, but especially Canadian media members who got to know him, really lamenting. Uh, really lamenting his passing and you know such a great influence as far as like fighting for the legalization of medical marijuana uh, medical marijuana use uh, you know for therapeutic purposes in in MMA um, you know bro broke some broke some uh, barriers there getting it, it authorized in Canada then fighting in Colorado getting an exemption there as well so very cool but I think what's I, I think there's a lot of obvious reasons to like Elias um, and I just I always think of his reactions to the media this is a guy who I think I don't know if he was a natural, honestly, like a natural, like charismatic guy, but I can tell he tried, he really tried to be so attentive when you ask him a question, watch any scrum, watch any interview with Elias and watch him kind of perk up when a question comes up. He'll perk up. He'll really take a second to be thoughtful about his answer. He'll probably start talking a little too quickly because he gets, it gets a little excited. And like, that's sort of the sort of little thing that I think like um, fans and the media and his fellow fighters like appreciate. There's just that brightness there. I, there's a hundred stories out there. I'm sure people saw all week talking about um, Elias. But for me, that was one thing. Just the way he handled scrums. Uh, sort of, it's a weird, weird little thing. But uh, yes, rest in peace, Elias Theodore. Really, a really, really tragic passing. And um, uh, you know, I wish nothing but the best for him and his uh, his family and his loved ones, of course. Yes, uh, well said. Mm. Hard to talk about. Yeah, and I, I think. You know, even talking to like Tanner Bozer about him, who like never met 
Elias. Never met him, never spoke with him in person. Um, but he just meant so much to the Canadian MMA scene and everybody respected him. And just the fact that he didn't tell anybody what was going on. And he felt that Elias was a true warrior. And then he kind of compared him to Hamzat Shemaev, saying that Hamzat Shemaev is a poser, but Elias is the true warrior. Um, I thought that that really stood out to me. So yeah, just, just horrible stuff. 34 years of age. Golly, just just tough to hear, especially the fact that what nine months ago Elias fought and won, and then yeah. nine months later he's, fight. he's just gone. It's crazy, man. Was three and zero after leaving the UFC. Wow. I mean, if you didn't know it was, and again, this was a very private thing. A lot of people didn't know uh, that he was battling uh, colon cancer, and um, it was just so sudden. You know, Sunday night it breaks, and I don't know why I happened to be around and uh, social, you know, on social media and seeing this, seeing these stories come up, and. Um, yeah, and it was uh, it was a really horrible thing to have to report on, but uh, uh, he's left a wonderful legacy, and, and 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 I'm at least glad that people appreciated that. I saw nothing but positive things after. Um, it was really nice seeing the community react that way. So yeah, but uh, to bring it, let's let's go to the positive here again to mention Marcus, our pal Marcus McGehee. He gets a solo point, Mike. It's a hell of a solo point. I don't know how he called this one. He's I'll say this: Marcus is always sending me picks after contender series. And uh, Marcus, I apologize. I often ignore them. Uh, I don't keep up with the contender series avidly. It's certainly not as much as uh, the first few seasons. So I just kind of, you know, I, I see his picks. I shrug him off. He he had to remind me. He made this pick. I, and I checked. I scrolled up to the, the date of this contender series episode. Eric Silva. Uh, not Eric, E-R-I-C-K Silva. Not that guy. The veteran. This is a new Eric Silva. No C in his name. He's fighting T.G. Brown at UFC 282, December 10th. And Marcus somehow called this. So... Uh, take a point. Take a point from the collection. Take an extra half point from me, Marcus. Uh, uh, hat tip off to you, sir. I am. I am uh, very impressed. Uh, Mike, we need a ruling on this next one. We got to check the tapes here. Okay. Our man from Denmark, Toke Gerding Jensen. He wants a point. For he was very insistent on this too. He wants like a full point or a special. I don't know. No. He said. He said he called Marlon Marais going to the PFL at some point. Uh, he called this after, not after Marlon's last fight with the UFC, his, his penultimate fight. Um, so not after the, the Song Yadong fight, um, after the, who was his second last fight after the, um, uh, Marab loss, he called for him to move to the PFL. Uh, I, uh, obviously I'm leaning towards no point here. It's like, you know, we, you, you need to, we, we give points for matchups and also saying a veteran fighter is going to go to the PFL, like a struggling veteran UFC fighter is going to go to the PFL. It's not like the sexiest pick. Yeah, I mean, no, like if if someone said Tiago Santos should go to the PFL, we, we would have been like, oh, here's a point. Come on, man. If no. you had if he had said, listen, you're gonna go in there, you're gonna get, you're gonna get knocked out in your next fight, and then you're gonna retire, and then you're gonna unretire within the year, and then sign with the PFL mm-hmm. up a weight class, I would have given you a point. But you okay. didn't do that. You didn't yeah, do that. It, you can't just say, like, you can't just say right now, like, I predict Paulo Costa goes to the PFL. And then two years later, he has, like, two or three more UFC fights, and then he goes to the PFL. You want a point for that? How about this? The Red Sox are going to win the World Series in the next 25 years. I'm not getting an ought no point for saying that. Because you're just throwing things. Like, you're just saying things. You're just saying things. All right. Mike, please. I, I, Toke, I, I love you, buddy, but no point. <laughs> In fact, in fact, if you have any points right now, I'm taking a point, no, and AK no. and I are splitting Mike, that point. 
please. I asked for a, a ruling, not a shellacking. Please, I think I think the young man understands what he did wrong. But uh, yes, Tok, I, that is certainly no point. I apologize. Uh, you're right. If he had done it after his last fight, like he called it, like I call it, you're right, that he's not actually retired. He's going to go to the PFL. Maybe we could have had something. But I assume uh, if this was after the Marab fight, this prediction is over a year old now. So... Yeah, well, you're, you're right. It's uh, it's the it past its due date. And uh, a point to the shared point to all the listeners who everyone wanted to see Movsar Evloyev and Bryce Mitchell, which looks like it's going down November 5th. Great matchup. So good job, everyone. Stunning. Stunning. I mean, they have to make it now with yeah. what's available, but I am shocked that it's happening right now. I thought we wouldn't see this for another year or two. Another couple of wins for these guys. Number one contender fight. That's how we pair these guys up. But I ain't complaining. The next, those featherweights like featherweights gonna be awesome the last week of October first week mm-hmm. of November because we mm-hmm. get Cater Allen and then we got Mitchell Avloyev we're in, we're, we're in for some good stuff man we're gonna get some movement the rankings getting shaken up they're getting shaken up I'm excited I'm excited with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply do we have anything else or we'll go to, uh, the, to the peeps yeah we can just go to the peeps so uh, standard disclaimer guys categories rule if you're, you're only really getting a true point as marcus did this week if you're like the only person who kind of nudged one of us with the pick uh please guys watch the mistakes wrong weight class uh fought already injured release fighters already booked people who are very well known friends and teammates etc don't match those up uh i only had one I, i'm not gonna uh and uh, first of all, your pick might be doo-doo, and we don't want to read it. Mike, I am specifically not – I think I'm going to not call out any of the doo-doo picks I saw this week. Uh, I don't want to draw attention to them. I don't want to embarrass some of our loyal listeners. But guys, you know who you are. Someone made like two doo-doo picks in one submission, and I was just oh, like, no. it's okay. I replied to them directly. I said, just be aware. Uh, but I won't call them on the show. We don't want to draw attention to this stuff anymore than we have to. So, uh, Mike, go ahead. Okay. I'm with you. I'm going to try my best to, to not call it the doo-doo. I've been pretty grumpy today with the doo-doo. I'm calling out media members of the doo-doo, but you're better than that. The peeps, some of you are newer. We understand that. But today is uh, is doo-doo-free. On to the next one. Dad Jackson kicks us off, who just doesn't listen to me at all. I said just put out one post with all the picks in one. But no. We we didn't get that. I'm just kidding, Dad. You're the man. Uh, Jillian Robertson, who had a great performance, a scary rear naked choke against Maria Agapova. Like Robertson versus Sajara Eubanks. Damon Jackson versus Danny Gay. That was a very popular one. Mm-hmm. Anthony Hernandez, Brad Tavares. Nascimento versus Sergey Spivak. That was popular as well. Uh, Robocop versus Gaslam. Don't mind that one. Yep. This one I had... 
I mean, not a huge problem with. I mean, if, if you just feel like Joe Pfeiffer's the dude and you want to give him this big of a step up, that's fine. Joe Pfeiffer versus Bruno Silva. I just think oh. it's a little too soon. It's a crazy fight. I just, yeah. it's not, it's definitely not a bad pick. It just no. seems like a little too much too soon. That'd be big. I have Bruno Silva at, where is the American? He's top 30. I have number 28. So that's kind of like I said, that's, that's the range I want to see after one more fight for Pfeiffer. But yeah, it's not crazy. He's not like a top 20 guy, but uh, he, he is firmly in my top 30. Let's see. John Ray, of course, Aspen Ladd was a huge story because she didn't fight. Uh, he wants to rebook Ladd versus Chieson at freaking featherweights. Yes. Good thinking, John Ray. Good thinking. Basharat versus Paiva. That was popular. Robertson versus Shevchenko, the lesser. <laughs> Her name is Antonina, guys. Uh, Loma looked me. What a performance she had. And props to her for opening up the way that she did. Lukbumi versus the Kovalkiewicz Gomez Juarez winner. Don't mind that at all. Sure. Jackson versus Lerone Murphy if he's close to coming back. He likes Hernandez versus Buckley. I mean, look at these picks. I mean, A plus. Nascimento versus Paca Porta. Oh my that gosh. a boy. Your Feel- burner. Feely versus Dawadu, Rodriguez versus the Muradov Baralio winner, Song Yidong versus the Asunso Henry winner, and he likes Sanhagen versus Jose Aldo, which apparently he's not in the fan rankings anymore. I don't know if that means anything. I mean, um, we knew we knew this was the last fight in his contract, right? So that just I think he's got a, one more, at oh, least he, according to what, his coach. I don't know. We'll, I don't know how we this will works. dig. We will dig into this, guys. Yeah, hat tip to uh, Aaron Brunster who just tweeted that. Uh, Aldo has been taken out of the rankings, which again, we want to remind people does not mean that he's out. It doesn't mean that he's, it could mean he's, he's, re, I don't know, renegotiating. So I'm sure you guys will see this circulating. We, as far as we know, we'll look into it. You know, we don't know for sure that Aldo is whatever, no longer with the UC. That, that is not an official thing, but he is certainly no longer in their fan rankings. And uh, Aaron Bronsetter also followed up with a screenshot from the updated rankings. It looks like it's from the app, maybe the UC.com the fan, app. The fan rankings. The fan, oh, there's a fan rankings. Yeah, um, he's still in. He's still in the regular rankings from what I looked at this morning. Uh, I think again, this might be on the app. I don't know. Bronstetter said that uh, he's out. Adrian Giannis is is now in the top fifteen, and Aldo is just gone. So interesting. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. indeed. Uh, hmm. Turn Ferguson. Otto picks. Hopefully, no doo doos this time. And even if you did, we ain't gonna call you out. Uh, Sandhagen versus Vera, Rodriguez versus Heinish, Feely Jordan two. Love how you put the two there. Smart. Pfeiffer versus the winner of Nick Maximoff, Jacob Malkoon. No problem with that. Yep. Nascimento versus Abdurahimov, Hernandez versus Bruno Silva. That's a little more like it. Damon Jackson versus Bruce Leroy, Trevor Giles versus Takashi Sato, Lukbunmi versus the winner of Demopolis, Maria Oliveira, Trey Ogden. Pulled up a big upset versus the Jesse Ronson, Joaquim Silva winner. Jillian Robertson, Melissa Gatto, Javari, J- Basharat versus Alatang Hay Lee. Mota versus Jordan Levitt. I like Basharat versus Alatang Hay Lee. I think the only reason I didn't go with that is uh, after Al- uh, Alatang Hay Lee's last win, I was like, oh, he should. He also deserves kind of an up, like a, a boost up in competition. So uh, I didn't I didn't feel that was necessarily fair to Alatang Hay Lee with everything he's done uh, recently at Bantamweight. But I mean, I, I, they're very close together in my rankings, so yeah, it would it would make sense. Let's go to Toby. Uh, he, I mean, he gives us everybody, so I'm just gonna go with the winners here. 
something new. Although Song versus Saeed Nurmagomedov is interesting. Oh, that's tough. Robocop versus Tavares. Feely versus Nate Landwehr. Pfeiffer versus Kopilov. I mean, we're just throwing this man to the wolves, and that's just the way we got to do it. Yeah, we got we got a lot of that. Barry O'Reilly, one of one of uh, the people who sent pics to me, said Pfeiffer gets to take on Mike Hex Boy. <laughs> Mike, how do you feel about this? That you are now you are now the Kopilov guy. Like I don't know, think I don't think there is anyone else. I don't think like if there was a Kopilov bandwagon, it was pretty empty before his his most recent win. It might have been like some. It had like a decent amount of people on it before his UFC debut. After his first two UFC fights, that bandwagon vacated real fast yeah. uh it wasn't even moving like there was no driver i think you're the driver now um so i, I don't know i don't know how you feel about this you're kind of hanging your hat on this i'm scared if he wins again i mean i don't know what's gonna if he gets matched up with joe pfeiffer he definitely won't but uh i <laughs> <laughs> this is part of your brand now you're a roman Kopolov guy yeah listen i but i believed i believed uh nascimento versus juan espino interesting juan. Juan, wherever you are, I know you're loving, you're loving life probably. Get healthy, please, and get in the, get in the cage. Fluffy versus GM3. Jackson yeah. versus Ryan Hall, whenever that is, could be possible. But I guess yep. you're not a fan of Damon Jackson, and that's okay. <laughs> uh, Trevor Giles versus Angelosa. Loma versus Pinheiro. Ogden versus Rafa Garcia. Robertson, Karine Silva. Basharat versus Casey Kenny. Mota versus Jai Maybe. Herbert. I like that fight. Yeah, I like that one too. Drew, Sanhagen could go so many different ways with him. This is a magic wand pick, but if O'Malley loses, I'd love to see them fight. Yeah. Song, him versus Song makes sense. Wait, what? Uh, Simone should get a... Simone, okay. Ricky Simone. Simone should get a top 10 opponent next and a loss for either guy isn't too damaging. He likes Rodriguez versus Curtis. Pfeiffer versus the winner of... Joseph Holmes versus Jun Young Park. I actually like that pick a lot. I think mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. And another Fluffy versus GM3 vote. Marcus, we have anything. He likes Song Yidong versus Adrian Yanez. Uh, and the, <laughs> I'm saving that one for the end. He likes Basharat versus Saijikov Hakramanov. Like that fight too. Andre Feely versus Damon Jackson. And in a fight he deems the battle of the blockheads, Gregory Rodriguez getting a giant step up against former title challenger Marvin the Italian Dream oh, Vittori. I love that. I, I love do that. Too. And, and I actually think it's very possible. Like I don't I don't think like I mean rankings wise uh, you know Vittori is, is top 5, but again, um what's Vittori now? He he uh he he beat Costa. He beat Costa? He beat Costa. He beat Costa. He beat Costa. So whatever. Uh, you know, one and two, I guess count and counting the title fight loss in his last three fights. I, I don't think that's I really don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. And yeah, if you're Vittori, you're gonna love that fight. Not just because it's favorable, but just because it would be like fun as hell. Um and certainly I don't think Gregory Rodriguez is someone that Vittori could just like sort of, you know, muscle out muscle him because one, Rodriguez is also a beast, and two, the grappling, right? Is so strong. So I like that. I hadn't thought about that. That's a good one. I'm kinda hoping like if I had a magic wand, I'd kinda want to see that happen. Let's go to Gerard. Sandhagen versus Marab, Song versus Pedro Munoz. Greg Rodriguez, that's great. Oh man! So you were not—you probably don't understand what we're talking about. On the post-fight show, we were talking about Dana White's Instagram account and how he was putting up like the wide-open photo of <sighs> Rodriguez's cut, but then side by side with it all stitched up, and he called him Greg Rodriguez. So the whole post-fight show. 
we were just calling him Greg, and he's going to be Greg forever. So he goes to Greg, Greg Rodder, like, is his buddy? it's my buddy Greg over here. Hey, Greg, he's, what's going he's on? He's like the least Greg person I've maybe ever seen. I don't even, I don't think this, this sounds wrong. But again, let's, that Dana White branding, like we said, be Joe Piper, Greg Rodriguez. Be Greg. What a week. What a week for these middleweights, right? We had, a, we, we had a ton of fun with that, but he likes Greg versus Joaquin. Uh, Nascimento versus Budai. Yeah. Hernandez Tamaras, Giles versus the Fialo, Salikoff winner, Ogden versus Omar Morales, Jillian Robinson versus Cynthia Calvillo, AK. Do you like that one? Or do you feel like Calvillo's flyweight attempts are done and that if she stays around in the UFC, she's going to drop to 115 again? Oh, Calvillo. So wait, she fought, uh, she just fought Nina Nunes, right? Yes. Four straight losses. Four straight losses. I mean, oh, yeah, and I think we talked about it on the Otno episode after the, the loss to Nunes that, like, we do think, yeah, she'll get another chance, but, yeah, she'd have, it'd have to be at 115. I just don't think she's a threat at flyweight. Um, she was ranked at uh, 115 once upon a time. It's Calvillo, Jillian Robertson, you say? Yeah, at flyweight. I don't think Jillian's making 115. No, no. Um, I, I... I I honestly I don't know what they do. Yeah, listen, you can do you can think of uh, certainly think of worse matchups. I just think that's a pretty not easy, but I think that's a win for for Jillian Robertson. Um, but yeah, if you're Calvillo and and uh, you want to keep fighting, uh, Jillian's a very respect respectable name holds uh, holds finishing records uh, at flyweight. So yeah, I like it for Calvillo. Maybe I don't love it as much for Robertson. Maybe that's where I'm what I'm thinking here. I, I the more I think about it, the more I like it. So if they if they do that, if this is one of those, hey Cynthia, we're gonna give you another shot, but you got to fight. Jillian Robertson. Mm-hmm. I actually think Cynthia has a good chance to win that fight. She could. Stylistically, it makes a lot of sense because, I mean, Cynthia's had a lot of problems with with strikers. I mean, that's the big thing, just keeping yeah. fights on the feet. And Jillian's going to try to take her down. Cynthia's just fine down there, and she could wrestle her ass off too. So that actually be a really interesting stylistic matchup. So the more I think about it, the more I like it, but it's all about whether or not Cynthia wants to stay at 125 or not. Who recommended this again? This was Gerard. Oh, Gerard Biagin. Well done, Gerard. I, I, it's, not, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's a good pick. Uh, we'll wrap with Tino. Mota versus Gabriel Benitez. Another Basharat, Alatangi Lee. Jillian Robertson versus Melissa Gatto. Match them up again. Trey Ogden versus Michael Figlak. Lukbunmi versus Yasmin Yaraguay. Wow, I like that fight. So I got I got a few of those. I got a few of those. I'm like, yeah, that's good thinking. Our listeners are on top of these things, man. They're on top of these things. Damon Jackson versus Juliana Rosa. Another Hernandez Mearshart. Listen to this. Nascimento Alexander Romanov, AK. This dude's right. Joe Pfeiffer, Dennis Tolulian, AK. He's right. He's with you. Lots of friends forever's here. Wait, uh, this was uh this is still uh This is Tino. Right? This is my this is our Tino. guy Tino. Oh, this is our guy Tino. Okay. He's right in the same wheelhouse. Uh Feely versus the winner of Billy Q versus Alexander Hernandez. Another Rodriguez Buckley, Corey Sanhagen versus Cheeto Vera. Really want five round main event next year in front of a crowd because this could be promoted as the most violent fight in the UFC. And one more I wanted to throw out there. I actually like this idea as well. Uh, I wanted to get your take on this. One of the worst fights of the year happened last night. It was not good, but it was a win for Trevin Giles. He defeated... Lewis Cosey, this fight was really, really bad. Not much happened. It was a clear win for Trevin Giles. It was a very smart, I guess, defensive game plan to just not get hit at all. Trevin Giles versus Ian Gary. 
I saw that. Oh, wait, is that what, the one I saw? I'm trying to think. Yeah, because I, I, I remember having the same thought. I'm like, I want to see what you think of this matchup. Yes, uh, this was also recommended by Barry O'Reilly. Uh, I like a lot of matchups for Machado Gary. I, I don't think uh, Ian Machado Gary needs to be protected as much as like Patty Pimblett. Like I get it. They're kind of coming up around the same time. Um, they're both Cage Warriors guys. Uh, so so I think people, or maybe it's just us, are kind of like lumping them together as far as like, oh, how do I bring them along? I think uh, Gary's ceiling is a little bit higher. He's a bit younger, so obviously it's easier to kind of project and go like, you know, we, well, we don't know how good this guy can be yet. Um, Pimblett's a little further ahead. I think the ceiling is a little more visible. So uh, I do like that for I do like that for uh, uh, for Gary for sure. Um, it's not like the top of my list. I can't remember what we said the last time we were matching up for Gary, but um, yeah, Trevin Giles an excellent option. Again, a guy with a lot of UFC experience, but not like so overwhelmingly I think talented that like um, uh, he's he's like a, you know two stiff foot challenge for Gary. But and again, and that's a loss. If he lost to Trevin Giles, there'd be no shame in that. Trevin Giles is very is a very good fighter, um, and that would be a a big learning experience for for Gary. Uh, and that's it. Off to you, my best friend. All right. I'll go to Twitter first quick. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, you're talking about the Friends Forever stuff. Yeah. Listen, uh, our man in Italy, Francesco, was also with us on uh, Nascimento, uh, with me on Nascimento Romanov, with you on Pfeiffer Kopolov. So, Francesco, Tino, we're all in this together. We like all these picks. Uh, Francesco has some other interesting ones, too. Damon Jackson versus Giga Chikadze. I would be more than down for that. Yeah. Loma Lukbunmi versus Tisha Torres. Ooh. Throw her in there with a the perennially ranked Tisha Torres, currently a top 10, number 10 in our rankings. So that's – it feels like a big step up. But again, yeah, I don't know how long – this is, uh, I think, five UFC fights for Loma now. So I don't know how long you can just kind of keep her milling about in the sort of the lower half of um, strawweight. And it's not a super deep division, so – they might have a choice. It's close. I think she's very close to that. I would like to see her. I would like to see her get one more win against like a top twenty fighter first. Sure. If that makes sense, like if somehow they threw her in there with Brianna Fortino, oh yeah, FKA Brianna Van Buren. I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on with her at this point because mm-hmm. she's been booked multiple times and none of these fights have happened. But if she goes in there and fights Brianna and wins, then yeah, we could do Tisha Torres. But I think that. And she talked about it a lot. She opened up about depression and some some just really dark thoughts after losing to Lupi Godinez. Had she won that fight, I'd be all in on on this one. I'd be totally okay with it. But I I'd, I'd like to see her get one more win with like a top twenty fighter before we throw in there with with, with Tisha Torres, who's probably like the ultimate top ten gatekeeper in the entire promotion. If we're being honest, it's. Uh, what was the uh, matchup for? Uh, who's Carolina Kolvakovic fighting again? Uh, Silvania Gomez Juarez. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. As, I like that for for uh, for Loma. I think I think that you're right. I think she would get the winner of that, and then we can talk about fighting like a Tisha Torres level opponent or something like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah and props to uh, Loma Lukbunmi for again fighting through and talking, being open, talking about her uh, some mental health struggles. This is very important. These fighters are amazing. And then we had Damon Jackson, you know, uh, a personal tragedy just days ago, just this week. Um, and then Chris Barnett last week, who had a personal tragedy earlier this uh, early this year. So, uh, and all these fighters picking up victories. So, just incredible stuff. Um, Brett K MMA, a first timer for our show, so I want to shout him out. Uh, he knows what he wants. He just said Damon Jackson versus Nate Landwehr, his only pick. So, Brett, hopefully we see uh, see something like that happen. Braden O'Neill is also down with Song Yudong versus Ricky Simone. Uh, Alexander Herne- Alexander Anthony Hernandez. I'm sorry, Braden. 
Anthony Hernandez versus the Muradov Boralio winner. Uh, Robertson versus Karine Silva. And there's another uh, Mota versus Jai Herbert matchup. I like those. Chris Martin is, uh, hey, friends for everybody. Basharat versus Kyung-ho Kang. Uh, Robertson versus Joanne Wood. Uh, Mike, do we need to ban Joanne Wood picks until we're sure when she's going to fight again? Or are these, are these fair game? <sighs> unless we're lo- like, unless it's like, unless we're willing to wait a while. Like, I, I don't know. It's, I would say we have to. I don't think it's a it's a straight ban, but I think it's a respectable suspension until Joanne until Joanne comes out and says, "I'm I'm on the comeback trail. Yeah. I'm ready to come back." Uh, we can't we can't masturbate for her right now. She's not yeah. fighting anytime soon. It doesn't look like. Yeah, for anyone who's unaware, she did post like a few couple months ago or something that she's just like, oh, "I'm taking a break." She's not retired. Not retired. I don't think she's retired. I mean, if she if she decided to retire, happy trails to her. She's had a very good career, uh, but I don't think she was saying she's retired. Just uh, doing what a lot of fighters, I think, uh, you know, um, I wish they could do or take take the time off. Um, uh, so hopefully she's uh, she's resting, recovering because she said, "I mean, anyone just look at her record, look at her schedule." Um, some of the struggles she's had, uh, again, like we talk about fighters having struggles inside the cage, she's had those as well. So, um, yeah, hopefully she gets healthy and gets everything right. And uh, we can see Joanne Wood fight again because uh, JoJo rules. Uh, I hate this matchup from Chris Martin. Um, Pfeiffer versus Treshawn Gore. Is Gore booked? Or I am I crazy? No, he could be. I will say, sorry, Chris, to call you out. There there was some, uh, there was some uh, doo-doo content. Um, Oh no, not really. He just he called he called Warley Alves Warley Alvi, which is again nothing wrong with that. We it could it, that that could just be a an autocorrect. Uh, Trayshawn Gore is booked against Josh Fremd October 29th. Is he? I did not know about that. Yes, I knew he was booked against somebody. Either way, uh, I don't want to see if, even if he wins that. I think Piper would annihilate Trayshawn Gore. I, I Trayshawn Gore is a, a talented guy. I just don't think he's close to putting it together uh, at the UFC level. Uh, I think Pfeiffer, uh, for me, I would have to be like a minus four hundred favorite if that matchup got made. But I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm just I'm just being Joe Pfeiffer a little too hard. <laughs> that sounded weird. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. So Chris, uh, good thought. I don't like the matchup. And uh, yes, apparently Treshawn Gore is booked. But no, I'm not, no doo doo for you because I didn't know that either, Chris. I didn't know that either. So we're all learning together. Steven Breider just rebooked uh, Damon Jackson, Josh Kulabau. I don't mind it. I think Damon's probably a bit, uh, uh, our own uh, Damon Martin, of course, is a bit uh, past that matchup now. Big win for our own Damon Martin. Um, Anthony Hernandez versus Petrosky. Again, I just feel like Hernandez is a notch above right now, rankings-wise. Rankings-wise. I don't, it'd be a great fight. I just don't, I'm not curious to see those guys fight right now. <laughs> um, oh, and Petrosky is. He's booked, isn't he? He is booked. That's right, because the other thing is, I remember I previously said, I wanted to acknowledge uh, Petrosky's call out because he wanted GM three, but I'm like, okay, well, Petros- it's right, and that's why I didn't pick it because Petrosky does have Wellington a- Terman. Who's he fighting? Wellington Terman at Wellington MSG. Terman. Okay, okay. So, uh, but again, Stephen, not your fault. I totally forgot about that too. <laughs> Nascimento versus Chris Barnett for some body difference fun. Uh, after the Martin Budai fight, yeah, we are not having Chris Martin no. fight anyone that might do the whole, uh, you know, wall and stall, lay and, lay and pray thing. That's not happening ever again. Uh, Dax at Pike Putt. Uh, Sanhagen versus Aldo likes it in Brazil. In Brazil. I think Corey Sanhagen would be down for that. I don't like this one either. Uh, <laughs> Pfeiffer versus Weidman for his return fight. Oh, I don't. Come on. What are we, Dax? No. No, we don't want that. Uh, if, if Bozer drops down to... Uh, one, uh, 205, excuse me. 
Uh, Bozer, you on Kutalaba? First of all, Bozer not dropping to 205. If he did. Don't hate it, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> How do you feel about, because uh, we haven't talked about him on this show yet, uh, and we have to do this every week, uh, Moda versus uh, Patty Pimblett. Hmm. It's not bad. I mean, I'm, I'm actually fine with that. Like, It's not bad. That's what we should be doing. That's what we should be doing. If we don't do like the Jared Gordon fight for different reasons, that's fine. I'm okay with that. And I think Moda's got like a little bit of a spark in him too, like attitude wise. He's got a little bit of a spark. I feel like he could he could kind of sell the fight on his end a bit. So I, I don't mind that. So thank you, Dax. Like I think Patty I think Patty would win that fight. I, I would think I would so pick too. Patty, but I mean Moda's got Moda's got good power. He's got a puncher's chance for sure. More than a mm -hmm. puncher's chance, but I would pick Patty to win that fight, which is why they should make it. Um, Hayes Bethard, Pfeiffer versus the right to Dorovich winner. That's going down October 15th. How do you feel about Anthony Hernandez versus Ian Heinish? Now, I like it because I actually have Heinish, even though he's on a two-fight losing streak. Uh, his win over Gerald Mearshart from a, a while ago now uh, has still weighed a lot to me. So I actually kind of have him slightly above Anthony Hernandez. People might think that's crazy. So I don't know how you feel about that matchup. Um, next for Fluffy. When Heinish hasn't fought in a while, huh? Since the yeah, he's a, fight, he's had quite a few setbacks. So I so see July of twenty twenty one was his last fight. He was booked in February against Sam Alvey, and yeah. then Heinish withdrew. I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine with it. It's just I have no idea what's going on with Ian Heinish right now. So yeah, if they book it, I'm 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 cool. But we're well, we're fourteen months removed since his last fight. So I'm curious what's going on with him. Uh, yeah, again, he's one of those guys just can't, well, there's a few guys like that in middleweight. Again, Darren Till, Gaslam, Heinish, guys just can't, uh, Edmund Shabazian, who has a fight now, supposedly, right? He's fighting. He is fighting. There's at least a rumor, a rumor. Fight, right? No, he's, he's oh, in. No, we haven't reported it. Yeah, we reported it. He's in. Uh, he is fighting a gentleman by the name of Dolce Lungenbula uh, yes. at UFC yes. 282, December 10th. A very winnable fight, Edmund Shabazzian. If you can't get the, that job done there, uh, it may be time to take a take a little break from the UFC and, and get back in that regional scene and build up that way. Uh, Four Corner Sports NY. I just want to read. There's some good matchups here. Uh, and Jaquani versus and Anders. Oh, gosh, Kyle Dawkins winner, UFC Orlando. Eric's. December. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. I was, yeah, about, yeah, Eric to, I was about to do to him. No, but... no, no. Anders, Kyle Dawkins winner, uh, UFC Orlando. Uh, also, El Algeo versus Elkins Pierce, loser from UFC Orlando. So. Looking into that December third card for uh, Four Corner Sports and why uh, Anthony Hernandez versus Buckley, sure. Uh, rebook Damon Jackson and Derek Minner. All oh, right, I want to read the ending. His ending thought here. So uh, uh, Four Corner Sports and why has kind of been viewing what's going on with Vera and Sanhagen and all these guys. Uh, Aldo and Mirab is like a mini Grand P. So Grand P. <laughs> Grow up, Mike. <laughs> you called you called it out. I was gonna let it go, but you said something. Grand Prix, <laughs> bantamweight Grand Prix. Anyway, says more corner sports. NY says Cheeto Vera is leading the way. He's the only one that won in impressive fashion. Okay, Mirab stopped Jose by grappling and by stealing moments away from Aldo. Sure, Corey Sanhagen. I do feel that Doctor Stoppage and Sanhagen's own personal feelings and how the fight ended will allow Cheeto to be ahead against the other. 135ers when it comes to a title shot. The way he knocked out Cruz, it's that image of uh, that he left Cruz out cold, something a lot of people will not forget. Yeah, I think if you're going by optics, I mean, Cheeto Vera probably showed out the best of this quote-unquote mini Grand Prix, but um, 
Uh, as we know, that's not always how UFC matchmaking works, but I, I like the idea there. Um, Thomas Collins likes Bash Rat versus Kyler Phillips because Kyler was supposed to fight uh, Jack Shore. Of course, Jack Shore is now dealing with a bit of an injury. Uh, Javid could be a good short notice replacement. It'd be a good test to see whether he can fight a top 15 opponent. So yeah, huge step up, but short notice opportunity. I'd, I'd, I'd be cool with that. I'd love to watch yeah. that fight. Yeah, we're going to be here. We're going to be talking a lot about Javid Bashrat on this show, I feel like. Um, <laughs> and his brother, too. His brother's real good. And his brother, Fareed, yes. Uh, speaking of which, of uh, Javid, uh, Barry O'Reilly throwing out Javid Bashrat versus Cody Garbrandt. Uh, another Ooh. man in need of an. Oh, you like that? I actually do kind of okay. like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, fi- yeah. I'm fine with that. I would right. rather see Adrian Yanez get that fight because I think he's earned it. Sure. But if they book it, I I, I mean, I think Basher, I would be very excited about that one. Apparently, there's been some some stuff going down in Vegas with, with Cody, from what I'm told. And I think Basher would be, would be thrilled to defend his Jim's honor against Cody Garbrandt. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I'm in. I'm in for that. Um. Here's the reasoning from uh, Barry. Uh, Basharat, not really known for having one-punch power, sure. More submission, more submission wins on his record, so we're not giving Cody another heavy hitter. Big test, huge win for a surging prospect. Uh, really respectable name for Garbrandt to rebuild himself off if he can take Basharat's zero. So, yeah, some, some pretty good logic there. I still feel like he could knock out Cody, but <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Uh, Marcus McGahee again. Well done on, on the point, sir. Uh, Giles versus Gabe Green. Feely versus Gavin Tucker. Jackson versus the Yusuf Don Shanus winner. It's going down October 1st. Don Shanus stepping in there. Uh, Bashrod versus uh, Kakramanov. Uh, what else we got here? James McDonald's. Uh, Pfeiffer versus Tululin. Friends forever. Thank you, James McDonald. Uh, Sanhagen, Aldo, Sonya Dong, Dominic Cruz. And uh, another vote for Bashrod versus Kenny. All right. So that's it for Twitter. Let's quickly go to the emails. Our pal Casey Carpenter. Great work this week for all of you. Thoughts and prayers to Damon Jackson and his family. I would like to see Damon Jackson versus Jed on BTL. But Jed has to be on a treadmill the whole time as well. <laughs> I, think a lot of, I think that this has come up before. Uh, so I like that suggestion. Uh, Fluffy of just Max Fernandez Rodriguez. Um, all right. Let me. Sorry, Casey. I'm going to move on here. Corey, uh, our Otno coin collector, Corey Sanhagen versus Cheeto Vera. Let's get a very violent Christmas. Robocop's now my hero. Give him a healthy matchup with Nasordin Imavov. Ooh, I, wow. I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Uh, Javid versus Ayman Zahabi. Yeah, I like that. Lomalukbumi versus Conejo. Uh, honorable ad mentioned for they want to do. Oh, okay. Normally I don't talk about again losing fighters, but Enjikwani versus Mikhail Oleksiychuk. That's pretty. That's a pretty fun matchup. And uh, Tristan Gordet, always always a busy man on the matchmaking. Javid versus Christian Quinones. Sure. Uh, Damon Jackson, Caceres, Andre Feely, Ricardo Hamos. A lot of great matchups here. Joe Pfeiffer versus Roman Kopolov. Uh It's out there. Mike, it's out there. I think I think this is going to happen. Let's go. I think, I think your boy is going to get a big test. And then um, uh, just a few from Instagram. Really just a handful here. Uh, you already read uh, Tino, Marcus, CJ. Thanks for coming in, CJ. Uh, Corey versus Marab. Rodriguez versus Jotko. Did I not just say Jotko's booked? CJ... <laughs> Did I not just say Jocko was booked? <laughs> Did it? Was that? Yeah. For, he's that's listening my, right now. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's my. No, I. It's fine. Anyway, you know what? Listen, <laughs> I'll treat that as I'll treat that as you meant the, that you think he's going to beat Brendan Allen because that that you know I picked that uh, fight as well as uh, one of those guys anyway. Uh, Anthony Hernandez, Phil Haas, Phil Haas booked. 
Phil Haas is booked. He is fighting oh, Roman Delize. I believe that's on the October 29th card, but Haas is fighting Delize for sure. CJ, you just embarrassed both of us. Uh, I regret reading any of those. Okay, let's end with Matt Bradbury, who's got, always got a big line of picks. Mota versus Manuel Torres. He's also down for Bashrat versus Kakramanov. Jillian Robertson versus the equally good Shevchenko sister, Antonina. We don't call her the lesser <laughs> sister. It's, that's not right. Damon Jackson versus the Avloyev Mitchell loser. Yeah, that'd be nice. That that's that's that that's not bad. Um Nascimento versus Augusto Sakai, Gregor Rodriguez, Action Man Chris Curtis, and uh Corey Sanhagen, Marlon Vera. So thank you guys. Great, great pick. I, I feel like we've covered every possible base, Mike. I feel like any we there's no way we missed out on potential any potential matchups. I think a lot of points will be given based off of this card. I think we got a lot of great picks. People keep sending them in. Hit me up on Instagram DMs at Alexander KK Lee on Twitter at Alexander K Lee. My DMs are open on both, or you can email me, alex.lee at sbnation.com. Yes, thank you to all of you for sending your picks in. You don't have to send any picks in this coming week because there's no UFC event oh, no. this, this coming weekend. Uh, but there is MMA. Bellator is back. They're in Dublin. We get to see just a heartbreaking moment for Melvin Manhoof because he's about to get eaten by Yoel Romero and what could be his final fight. <laughs> Look for my interview with Melvin this week. I spoke to Melvin ahead of the fight and a very very lovely man. And uh, look forward to that article. Yes. uh, And look for my interview with Yolo Romero coming out this week. But I'm officially on mini vacation, if you will. Like, I will not be slinging away at the keyboards this week, but I will be doing heck of a morning. I will do BTL on Thursday, which, by the way, not this Thursday, but the Thursday after, we're getting it. We're getting it. We're getting Jed Bashu versus Phoenix Carnavale. It is happening. The official championship match that we never got from the tournament that we put together last year. We never got the actual finals. But we're gonna get it this time around. It's happening. We never got we never got Tony versus Khabib. Yes. But we are getting finally, we are getting Jed versus Phoenix. Yes. And that a matchup will lead into the UFC's return on October first. And if you thought This past Saturday's card was great. Buckle up for this lineup, ladies and gentlemen. 14 fights. Headlined by Mackenzie Dern, Yan Chonan. Great fight. Co-made event, Randy Brown versus the ageless Francisco Trinaldo. John Castaneda versus Daniel Santos. Hyundai Barcelos versus Trevin Jones. Sadiq Youssef welcoming in New England's own shameless Don Shanus. Mike Davis versus Slava Claus, Valoslav Borshev. By the way, I'm very disappointed Don Shanus' name isn't the penis. Don the penis Shanus would have been. Well, actually, no, that doesn't sound good. No, scratch that. You're on fire you know today. You know what? Take that out in post. Nope, not taking anything out in post. Uh, Randy Costa, speaking of New England versus Guido Canetti, for the middleweightest middleweight title. This should be the main event of this card, or at least the co-main event, because of the stakes being so, so high. Christoph Yako puts his middleweighty, middleweighty title on the line against Brendan Allen. Julia Stoliarenko is back. She will take on Chelsea Chandler from the 2 to the 09. She is a, she's one of those Stockton gals. Uh, and she's making her Bantamweight debut, I believe. Jarzina Rosenstrike versus Chris Dacus. Joaquin Silva is back against Canadian Jesse Ronson. Ugh, this is a tough hang. Maxim Grishin versus Philippe Linz. Alexi Olenek is back against Alir Latifi and Jessica Penne versus Tabitha Ricci. That is your 
UFC Vegas 61 fight card, AK. There's some there's some potential here. There's some but I I will get more excited for this card as it as it comes out. And I think it's nice that it is coming off a week without UFC. Like I said, we do have Bellator coming up. But yeah, maybe you know, a Saturday without a UFC event. Give us some time to recharge. Give us some time to recharge. And and uh I think we'll be looking at this one with slightly more rose-colored glasses when we when we get closer to it. I hope so. And then we get another week off, and then it's on to UFC 280, which should oh. be a ton of fun. And early awesome. MMA is the best MMA, and that's what we're getting for UFC 280. So enjoy the week off, everybody. Well, at least from UFC. Hang out with your pals, your friends. And if you need some your some MMA coverage or combat sports coverage, we get you covered over at MMAfighting.com. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks, everybody. No show next week. We'll be back October 2nd for a brand new edition of On to the Next One, the podcast. Always remember, folks, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun, and we'll have fun in two weeks right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Ability and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.